now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Juliana Oka. Juliana is a professional violinist, author, and painter from Japan who has had two near-death experiences, many OBEs, as well as contact with non-human beings since she was a child. Juliana, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome. Thank you very much, Jeff. Thank you for inviting me. It is my honor to be with you. Can you start with how you first started getting contacted by these non-human intelligences? I was six years old and I went outside near my, this happened out near Tokyo and suburbs. This is the place. So this is me, my sister, younger sister, and this forest. This is updated picture. This forest had uh, was UFO base. Hmm. So hmm. when I came here, and um, at that time, I saw some small discs was floating in the air. Then I tried to catch them, and they moved so fast, and without no time, moved from here to there. And finally, I thought I caught it and disappeared from my hand. And I repeated quite a few times because I wanted to catch them to then take to my home so my parents would tell me what they are. So, but when I was uh, trying to catch me, something like this happened. Small discs is coming down. So then when I was keep trying to catch them, I was lifted up to the skyward. Then when I woke up, I was in that vehicle. So this is me. And I saw the the window. It was a round room and big room. And I was here and um, I saw a lot of machines and flashing the light. Then I slept again. Then when I woke up, I tried to go home, but there is no place to get out. So then I saw the beings, about 10 of them, were standing. They were tall. And uh, in the distance, I thought they were human. They were silver metallic outfit, fitted to the body tight, and I did not recognize their hair, so probably it's covered. And um, I was not afraid because it seemed like I was strange. I could think I was uh, I was fine, but somehow I did not feel so much fear. Probably I thought they are human, I never thought they are aliens. So then one of them came to me and he said, we have known you for a long time. We came from far away to earth to help you and guide you. At that moment, I thought my mother arranged this because my mother was a Christian, and she has been praying for God for my healings because I was born with a lot of medical problems. I needed to have a heart surgery, and those days, medical technology was not too good, so my we are very much afraid, so that's why mother was praying for God. So because I thought they came from far away to earth to help me, probably I thought God heard my mother's prayer and sent these beings for me. So that was my first intuition. So then... 
let me let me stop you there for a moment. Yes. Uh, one thing, real quick. What is the name of the forest that they had the UFO base in near Tokyo? No, I have no idea because when I was six years old, I have I did not know any area. I did not even seen any foreigner. I did not ask, but they said they have known me for a long time. So that means then I felt I knew them mm-hmm. for a long time too. That's the strangest thing. Right. Then at that moment, something happened because I remembered my non-human life mm-hmm. once I lived out of not on earth, some other place. And I knew they came to pick me up. So that is uh, somewhere. I don't know where. Mm-hmm. I did not even ask. But when I communicated, something happened. And um, I think while I was sleeping in their vehicle, I think they stimulated my brain. That's my guess. Because after that, all of a sudden, I did not feel I was a little girl. I was only six, but I did not feel when I woke up this time, I did not feel I was a girl. I felt I was very old Mm. because the memories that contained to my brain was huge. I did not have a six-year-old girl. I did not have too many experiences, but I had another experience in my brain. So that means I was very old. I know so many things. And then then I know I was living not as a human. And from there, they came to to let me know they are thinking of me and they are trying to going to take me back to their place. When you saw the aliens and you said they were human-like, did they look Asian or did they look Caucasian? No, I saw the more Caucasian because they are like most six, seven feet old. And um, I felt not I now right away I knew they are not Japanese mm. because the 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 shoulder is very wide and very slender, slim. But uh, I felt they are robot, mm. sort of a, maybe half robot, hybrid or something like this. So that kind of because when they talk, not like human talk. Mm. So I, they also, their looks felt, you know, they are, right away I thought maybe they are robots. Mm. But they communicated and they talked to me in Japanese. So you woke up, you were now had the mind of somebody who is old and have lived life before. Did they immediately take you to another planet or did they take you back home? Uh, after that, I was back to the field I was before, and I was standing. Then I was looking at what's going on, because if I slept or I lost my consciousness, I was on the ground. But I know clearly I was standing and looking around. What happened? Where are those people? And I was thinking, and they brought me back the place I was, the same place I was. In this place, I found myself again. And But maybe probably three, four hours, I was gone with them. And then I asked my mother if she talked about me to them. So that's the way everything started. And uh, I mentioned I met non-human beings, and they have known me for a long time. And uh, they came to help me, to guide me. So, but they, my parents, 
um, this is not my first time I talked about something like this. Since I was like two, three years old, I always felt I was in another place and somewhere that is my home. So I need to go back. I, I don't know. Somehow I always felt that way. So I was telling my parents, I don't know why am I living in Japan? Because I must go back to my place. So I was very, in a way, not too happy living because I, in my brain, somehow I knew amazing place I lived once. Not because I was a lot of you know, physical problem I had. I could not walk much, you know, all kind of problem I had. And the physical problem gave me a lot of uh, happiness because once I knew I did not have those problems, those kind of life I had in somewhere in my brain. Then when I encountered with them, all of a sudden I remembered I lived as no human someplace and they are the one came to let me know I am not just only human because they, they then a few, few years later, they took me to another world. And um, this is what happened. That was golden shining world. And I was here. And there I saw the vehicle hovering. Then I realized they took me to this world. And because I saw the row of the windows from inside, and now I saw a lot of windows in here. So I identified they are the one took me to this world. And this was, this was all my, the purpose of alien encounter because there I saw angelic beings like this. And uh, I wanted to paint and because uh, I there is no way I don't want to forget and I saw amazing sceneries and something like oh, something like this and something like this and uh, I did not want to forget. So that was that seed to become a painter. And so, and there I saw the angelic being play the violin for me. Mm. And he said, you will be a violinist and travel all over the world. You must practice violin. That's the reason. Because I did not like violin practice at all, but I wanted to travel all over the world. That got me to, to practice violin. And eventually I became a headliner on cruise ships. So then I created this kind of show and then it became, this is the Royal Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And I worked for 24 years, but I, this is a princess. I did 500 cruises. Wow. I did not meet angelic violinist. I would never become a headliner or a violinist. I would never become a painter. Painting is my passion. That came everything from area encounter. They are now I know they are guiding me. Hmm. Are you still being contacted by the aliens? Yes, I am still. So now I would like to show you when I had a face to face area encounter was only in Japan. Hmm. But after I left Japan, I started to have a lot of sightings. This is my first sighting in Las Vegas. This is this was my first night in America. 
I arrived that the first day in, in Las Vegas, uh, I came from Australia because I did my show in Australia. So then from Australia to flew to Hawaii, uh, Hawaii and uh, Las Vegas, it's because of the time difference. I woke up three o'clock in the morning and I went outside and lay down in a poolside because it was May, it was very warm. So I lay down, then I was thinking about my life in America because I had a six month visa. And then soon I started to see a lot of white, very strong white light moving, moving ahead of my, far away and uh, close over. So then I was wondering, I, I, I stood up and looked at, looked at the lights and the light goes back and forth few times and it disappeared. One second completely disappeared. Then I thought maybe this is uh, some, this light belong to Las Vegas. So then I asked my friend what those lights are, and they don't know what I was talking about. And after that, I lived in Las Vegas for three years, and I worked in nighttime because I was, I was, I played in MGM Orchestra. So all the nighttime and at three o'clock in the morning, many times I was up, but I never seen since then. This is my first night. Next is this one. This is Hawaii, Waikiki. I was in my friend's apartment, that's a Hilton Lagoon apartment, next to the Hilton Hotel on Waikiki Beach. And uh, that was the 23rd floor in front of the Waikiki Beach. I was talking with my friend at 2 o'clock, she went to bed. And I was still sitting in a balcony and looking at the sky, and I saw the full moon. I was looking at the full moon. Then next second, I saw this. I couldn't believe what I saw, and I thought maybe my eyes, sometimes I scratched my eyes, I even... I did all kinds of things, but still there. The next moment, I was leaning to the balcony, and I said, take me with you. That, without my conscience, I always do it. And at that time, I hear the words, is always not yet. Hmm. That's the always the words I have been hearing all the time. But then I was very angry because they did not take me. So I thought at least I need a witness for this amazing sight. So I called her and she came and I said, look at this. Then I second I looked at her. Then when I looked at the sky, it was gone. But all the lights were still there. And she said, oh, my God, what is this? Then we just looked at about five minutes. Then gradually, light fade out. If uh, this one gone, the vehicle is gone, should be no more light. Then I thought aliens has maybe different lights than us. So after seeing this, she has no doubt because there is no such a light, you know, the bright light in the sky, you know, big, because I saw nearly 100 windows in there. So, but this is the light, this is the vehicle I saw in another world, this one, the same vehicle I saw. So this is the vehicle they took me. So after many years, they came to see me with their vehicle. 
So I was so, um, I was disappointed because they did not take me, but I was so um, grateful. They still remembered me and came to me. So the next one is, so this is sort of, you know, the same thing. Okay, this next one happened. This is Canada, 1980, uh, 1982, Canada, Vancouver. My, the science, science, the science teacher was with me. And uh, all, that was uh, in a, on the beach, was a deep snow that night. So we uh, um, we have been working in Hungarian. Uh, I played in uh, music, and he was a pianist. And his daytime, he is a math and a science teacher. And uh, all of a sudden, we saw a huge light above uh, around us. Then we looked up, and the big, very bright lights are there. We both about ten seconds. Silence. We looked at, then finally, he said UFO. In that, at the moment, the vehicle flew to the far away in um, uh, horizon up above, far away. If a plane flies from here to here, it takes more than 10 minutes. But this one to uh, flew in here in one second. And over there, we saw like a cigar type of big white light, quite long, you know, like this long. And this one crashed. We did not hear any, because maybe too far away, we did not hear any sound, but the huge sparkle went all over the, the, the sky. So we thought it's a, we missed see the debris coming down to the ocean, but we did not see anything. And it joined together and it become a much bigger vehicle and stayed about 10 seconds. So then flew to the other side in one second. All together from, from here, 10 seconds, 10 seconds, all you know about 20 seconds. We both saw it. Then after this, I had, um, and, uh, before, actually before this, I had so strange experiences. This is something beyond science. This was the most incredible experience to come to the aliens I ever had. I don't know, I should talk this one or not, but maybe I just leave it alone. And after this, about 10 days, we experienced together. Then, the, then that night, we saw this. So anyway, so this one just for now, I don't want to go now because this is a very heavy stuff. So now after that, after I went to Canada, I went back to Las Vegas. There I worked with the MGM Orchestra. And uh, um, so that the time, you know, I started to become a headliner. But that time I lost all my property because I signed with a powerful attorney. So I was invested all my money to the real estate. I lost everything. So because I signed something, I did not understand English. I thought I signed to my property. So by was uh, the so he the first real estate broker, he got sick and he took everything. So I was very, very upset because and now MGM Orchestra had a story. So now I lost all my work, all my job all my work and all my money. So I was very upset that day. So this is the day my friend invited me to go to Mount Charleston, maybe 20 miles from Las Vegas. It was a very, very hot day. So we wanted to go someplace cool. So then I was so upset. I was looking at the down. Then all of a sudden, I felt very strange. Then I looked up. Then right in front of us, 
the vehicle. I saw the bottom of the vehicle. And I tried to talk to him, but I couldn't talk. I couldn't move. But he was just, he tried to comfort me and he was driving and looking at the front. So he did not notice. And he was not affected in his body was fine. I was, I couldn't talk, I couldn't move. So, but then I, because he asked me question, but I did not answer. So he looked at me and he looked at what I was looking at. Then he saw this. Then he said UFO. Then that that very second, this one went to in front uh, in, ahead of us in a one second so fast, then stopped. Then we could see the top of the vehicle. Then slowly went down. I thought it's a forest. Then in here, it stopped about 10 seconds. So we saw the side of you and with windows. We both saw the same thing. Then slowly went down. Then we went to there, but this was not a forest. This was wasteland for the government. And we moved around, you know, drive, drove around, but everything fenced and we could not get in. But the aliens vehicle was there. So this is another one there. Right after this, I went to Miami. Then I became a headliner on cruise ships. Okay, so then this one is 19... Okay, before I go here, do you have questions? I want to ask you about your near-death experiencers. But maybe we should let we should finish up with your UFOs first. Yeah, just to yeah, okay. So this one is I did my show in Germany, Hamburg, and my mother came to see my show. And after that, for three weeks, we had uh, we did a vacation without any plan, and um, the last. Uh, Three days we because it was getting cold, so we came to Italy and they went to Nice, South France. It was very warm. And then last three days we stayed over there. We went to Monaco and then um, Monaco and then Cannes. And then last night I knew they are coming to see me. So I told my mother to not close the window. Three o'clock in the morning, they came. Mm. And the room was so bright. My mother, this is a hotel room, my mother could not take, and she covered her head with a blanket. But for me, the light did not blind me. So I communicated. It was three o'clock in the morning, and uh, that clock was right in here. So then, fifteen minutes, I communicated with them, and uh, then fifteen minutes later, she could not take the light. She woke up, and uh, she tried to close the window because she could not sleep, and uh, I was screaming, "Do not close!" But I did not have any voice. My mother, my my body was stuck to the bed. She crossed. After she crossed, blind and everything should be dark. But the light was still there about five minutes, gradually getting dark. It should be, you know, right away. But now I realized they have the different light from us. So then next day, I was going back to New York City, the place I lived, because three days later, I had to go to Caribbean cruise. It was, uh, this was the end of October. So Caribbean cruise, I, but they told me to live in Nice. So next day, I used, I changed my, I changed my schedule and three days, I 
stayed in Nice instead of New and uh, New York. So then, do started to look for the apartment to try to get some kind of idea what the apartment. And uh, but first, real estate agent he told me to not rent the apartment, and but to buy small condominium. And he took me in front of the beach. Center Nice, the best location. And I, the apart, uh, the condominium he showed me was incredible. Uh, so beautiful place. But I did not even, I did, I just uh, only vacation. I have no idea. I, you know, I not even thought to live in here, but I bought that condominium without against all odds. I did not even have money. I did not have even document to buy. But once they intervene, everything become possible. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. one of them. And that condominium I bought was my first condominium in my life. And that I kept for 23 years and I was living in New York City so I was back and forth between Europe and America twice a year because cruise ship work and so there I became a painter see this is not my plan because now I realized my life was controlled by them that's why I have so much miraculous thing because I was not, I was just only a violin player and nothing good things. I was just, you know, just a simple violin player. I never be, uh, thought I would become a headliner, but I think that's their plan. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the things. And then you see the, the in front of the, in front of Nice, my condominium, 1992. So then small vehicle came down. I tried to catch them. They disappeared right in front of my eye, my front of my hands. That exactly same thing happened when I was a child. So that's confirmed me. And they came to see me to let me know they are con- not controlling, you know, but they are guiding me. When you had the conversation with them in the middle of the night and you had the bright light coming through your window and it was for about 15 minutes, do you yes. remember any of that conversation that you had? Yes, because they told me I must finish my mission. Because uh, they told me in another world, in a golden world, I visited by them. And they told me, someday I must tell everything what happened outside of the earth. Because I had so many near-death experiences and I know... um, And I went to many different worlds. That's why my book is called My Journeys Through the Heavens and the Hells of Extraterrestrial Worlds. So this is my mission. They told me to tell what happened, what kind of beings are living in a various world in some way in the universe. So they told me to I have a mission because I was sort of you know, caught up um, for that. Because I was living in New York City for 24 years and I was a headliner, so it was a very heavy competition I went through. So, you know, I had a tendency, I had a tendency to forget my mission, which I heard when I was a child. So, but they keep reminding me. So then do not delay delay my life. And so that's also the Peru. 
and a small light I saw in the Machu Picchu, this one, this place. And those lights came to, to me and hit my body. Another person saw it and I just he was wondering what happened. But this is the beginning to become um, uh, right after this, I went to back. I went to Nice. There, I became a painter. And you, in a Peru, the first night I had my the aliens vehicle was right in front of my window because mm-hmm. the hotel owner saw it, and they came to woke me up because the aliens vehicle in front of my room. So that that the first night in Peru. And at Natskanain, I had another, another sighting. And the Peru, I had many experiences. Okay, so then this one is two, 2008, seven, Redondo Beach. This is in Los Angeles. At that time, uh, I was going back to live in France and because I wanted to do more painting work. But they told me to live in this area and they write my book. So I was I prepared to become I became a American citizen many years ago, but I could become a French citizen and I was I pre- prepared to become a French citizen, but they stopped me and they said I must write book. Then soon. I was invited to do my musical show with uh, Hollywood movie people. And there, HBO interested my life. Not alien, because I, I did my cabaret show. I did not tell anything that. I just did my cabaret show. And, but they interested Asian women, single women, Traveled all over the world and became a headliner by Liberace. So that kind of movie they wanted to make. So they told me to write my story. So that got me to write. Otherwise, I would never even attempted to write my book in English. But because HBO mentioned they want to make my movie. So that, that excited me. So that then soon I thought, you know, because my mission is not to tell about my life on earth. I, that I, my mission is to tell outside of the earth. So I changed my subject. Then I wrote my story, this, this one, but if they did not encourage me to write, I could never start it. So there is a reason because they won't, because if I went to France, I could not get that kind of situation because I lived in Los Angeles because then I connected with the movie people. So that in Hollywood, that's the reason this opportunity happened. So that everything is their plan. I was moved. So I was in their control. It sounds like they've been guiding you your whole life. Whole, I, yeah, I was. I thought I was doing what I like to, but it was their plan. So it sounds like their mission for you is to write a book about your experience on other worlds. Is that correct? Yes. So my book is a telling. I had so many near-death experiences and I went that through heavens and hells because I have committed suicide at the age of 17 okay. because no one understood me. And I was very depressed because I also saw the hells and what kind of situation going on in a fiery hell. So I went crazy because I was only 17 years old. And why I must have such a thing? Because that's an out-of-body experience, sort of. And I saw that all kind of people living in there, 
I went to, I just, I couldn't not be any more normal student. So I did not go to school for one year. And I did not even open the textbook. And I finally, I thought because my parents is a very educational parents, and I felt and I became a shame for them because everybody knew I'm not attending the school and I did stop with practicing the violin and my mother lost the hope and I was just like more, you know, failure. So I felt that my guilt was so strong, I thought maybe I should better not live. So then because my mother took to the medical, the, the psychiatrist, and so I got a lot of um, tranquilizer. So I collected, and one day, I took 40 of them. That one is enough for one day. Mm. Even though 10 days, 10 tablets, I could have died, I took 40 of them. And I went to the process. I went first, I went to gray space. Then that a transition time, I think, you know, I was floating in the gray space and moving very, very, very slowly. And I felt like uh, so many hours. I was very irritating because I couldn't do anything. I wanted to walk, but I couldn't walk. I was just floating. I wanted to talk, but there is no one to talk. Then finally, I went to so the tunnel. And uh, very strongly, uh, I was sucked into the tunnel. Then I lost my consciousness. When I woke up, I was in another world. It was a terrible place, very cold and uh, like a desert. It's, there's no alive beings there, no nothing, no vegetation, nothing. So then I experienced experienced the hell of a situation in there, then I truly regretted because I was not sure com uh, committing suicide was a sin because my grandmother committed suicide because he worked for emperor. So when we lost the war, it was uh, honorable things to you not know, commit suicide. So many Japanese people committed suicide by that time. So I did not have any guilt, but the war situation and my situation were quite different. So I felt because of my weakness, you know, I, I made an irreversible mistake and I prayed for God to save me when nothing happened. I went through all kind of fear and um, that incredible situation I went through. Then I thought, because alien came to from far away to visit to me, to us, probably they may, because they saw they have been watching me, they are always saying they, watching me. So if they really watching me, they knew where I am now. So I called them. But nothing happened. I lost all my energy that I could not cry anymore. I thought maybe I'd just lay down and I would just wait the next life to come because I felt no death because I wanted to really die that time, but I already died. How can I kill the death, right? So I could not, in, on earth, we had a, a chance to die, but in there, there is no, nothing but the live. I lived in hell. So that was the most scary thing I ever experienced. Then I was just lay down on the ground, it was cold, and the sound was blowing to me, and all of a sudden I heard the voice. 
あでサムタトランスフォームトランスセンデント That's the word I heard and I looked at and there is a big light and a saint was standing there and he was lecturing not at, looking at me but he was looking at somewhere and he was lecturing I was listening with all my heart. It seemed like it was about one hour. Then I started to question after that. And he answered everything which I need to know. I questioned to all the people because while I did not go to school, my mother brought pastor, principal, teacher, all kinds of people. But no one could answer. Because they don't know outside of Earth. My question is out of Earth, like hell, what happened to hell? How are we going to deal with it? All those kind of things no one could tell. So, but this guy, the saint, answered everything which I needed. And he said, Go back. I will be with you. By that time, I came back. So that, then next day, I went to, I went to, I stayed only one day in a hospital. Then next day, they did not find any trace of my pill.、Mm. That was impossible. And I thought, you know, because、uh, when I was taking, I was afraid maybe I should、uh, stop my dying. But if I stopped, maybe I, my brain had affected, maybe I would be vegetable, no, dead,、uh, living. So, you know, that I did not want.、Mm -hmm. So I took everything, but no one f i n d the pill.、Mm -hmm. And when I woke up, I felt so fresh. Then next day, I went to school only three days before the final exam. I haven't even opened the textbook. I was number one, almost number one. What was the saint's name? Do you remember?、Uh, yeah, that I did not know when that day, but when I went to university, I studied German philosophy in the university. There I find out who he was. It was very,、uh, yeah. When,、uh, when I died, I just saw, I know the face, I heard the words, I questioned, he answered, and he sent me back, and a miracle happened, and I went to university with a top. I graduated the university with a top score. That everything is, even, I am very average. And even though I studied every day, I could never achieve. I was average. But because supernatural power intervention, the mother was, it, he, she did not know what happened to me because she gave up all hope to go to university. And、uh, but now I passed the number one, and she did not know what to be. But now, after that, you know, because I could prove this is that because she was here, now she knew I connected with them. This is the day finally she realized I had an encounter with them. That's why so many miraculous things. Because when I went to another world, when I came back, all my sickness was cured. That was, she spent so much money, all kinds of things did. But when I went over another world, then everything cured. And she had no explanation, but she knew I was talking about aliens, but she really did not understand probably. But that day, I said, aliens are coming to see me. So they came. So she saw it when she tried to close the window. And the next day, I told her, Why did you close the window? I told you to not close. And she said, She saw it. 
and all the writer coming to our room, she was afraid. So she got witnessed after so many years. So yes, I was part of their plan. That's what, my mission. What was the saint's name that you saw? Ah, that was Friedrich Nietzsche. Who? Friedrich Nietzsche? Friedrich Nietzsche. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about the near-death experience you had after your car accident? Uh, not after. Uh, uh, when I was 20 years old, I was playing, performing in a Mikado theater, which is uh, 5,000 people coming, huge theater. So then I was interested backstage. And uh, I, I was not supposed to get in, but it was, uh, it's written forbidden, and a rope, huge rope was uh, there. But I passed it. Then I went to, uh, because I had a high heel, and I stepped to something, and I fell down to, I supposed to fell down on the ground, but on the floor, but instead that I went somewhere so many feet down probably 20 feet down. And when it took about one second to, to hit the ground. But even though, you know, so, so probably to stay high. But meantime, I saw all my sins in my life. Like a life and, uh, review. Heavy sin to go to the lighter. So while I was looking at, because I was sitting, and a huge screen came in front of me. Then all the things started to appear, and I even know what I was thinking that time. All, the, all kinds of things appeared. And then slowly getting less, the less, uh, because, you know, when I was 20 years old, I did not do so many, you know, except uh, committed suicide. I was grew up in a very heavy religious family. My mother was a Buddhism. My mother was, uh, my father was a Buddhism. My mother was a Christian and very conservative and religious family I grew up. So I did not do too many, you know, things, thing, gross thing, but it appeared one after the other. Then I I regretted what I did. Then very soon I thought when I was a child, I did not do the tithe and I bought something I like. So those kind of things, everything started, it showed me. And uh, I was started upset. Oh my God. Then, then childish attic, you know, that something like this practical joke. And I stood up. If this counted as a scene, how can I live? Because I was a tomboy. I did a lot of, you know, practical joke when I was a child. So I stood up and that's a joke. In that moment, my body hit to the floor. Then terrible pain I felt. But that moment, my spirit came out. Then so my body lay down. And I was, I saw the white cross or the, in the bottom of the hall. And the light, slight light was, white, white light was emanating it. So top of this, I was laid down. Then if my spirits did not come back, that a death, but came back. And I felt tremendous pain. And I heard the music above me, that as a jazz band playing, because I was playing tango band. Another band was a jazz band, which is 20 pieces. And the band stand, and I was underneath of the band stand. And 
the words I heard, when words is the one, we change the band and the band stand come down. Then I was underneath of the jazz band and they come and they cry, will crush me. So that is the end of my life, right? So I was so frightened, but my leg was broken. So I could not move well, but I was so panicked, I screamed, but you know, 20 pieces of jazz, and this is a forbidden place. No one comes. So you know, I saw my death. Then I then band, band, band started to come down. I thought this is it, you know, so I must I'm dying. This was my destiny, dying in the dark because inside was so dark I couldn't see anything. I tried to climb up, but everything flat 90 degree, you know, there is no place I can climb up. And um, then coming down, I thought this is it. But that moment, someone said, this way. Then I thought, then I saw the tiny light from the ground to up. I thought probably I was so panicked, so I did not see it. Then I could see my, you know, then I was going up, like climbing 45 degrees slope. I was standing like this, you know, then climb up, and someone pulled me up. Then soon as I got up, from the hole, from the pit, then one stand came down. I escaped my death in a few seconds. And I was then right away, I lost my consciousness, I was breathing, you know, so then finally I got out from the forbidden area and I was taken to the hospital and I had a lot of cut, my hand, my face, my legs. And so I did not go, uh, so I went home because I could not take care by myself. So I went home and a month later I came back and the security and the band um, stage manager took me to the place. And he turned on all the light and he showed me where I really fell down. And I couldn't believe, I asked where is the slope? Where is the light? And they said, no, there is no slope. No one could get out from here. So we could not find, we could not figure out how did you get out? No one can survive because underneath was a heavy metal nails sticking out all over the place. No one could survive. And even though survive, no one could get out from there. See, obviously, no human came and something manifested. There is no, there is, a, I know, I saw the stair while I'm climbing up. There is no light, but I saw the light. Otherwise, I could not get uh, climb up. Someone pulled me out. See, no human came to help me. Mm. So this is a... This uh, place, there is no accident happened. So my story became quite big. So everybody realized something extraordinary thing happened. I, yes, because uh, if uh, I saw when my spirit was out, I saw flat because covered, white cross was covered. But that was not was not not the flat because obviously all cuts if I fell down flat place I could never had so much cut but the cut shows I was in sharp place mm. and it manifests the cross white cross right through Everything was manifested in order to save my life. 
I supposed in this short short accident, probably in ten minutes or so, and that that time I was supposed to die twice. I was when I fell down, I supposed to you know die, but I survived. And if I survived, when a band stand comes down, I was crushed. So I escaped. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank you for sharing your stories with us. All right. I'm running out of time. So can you tell me what is the title of your book and where can we find it? One Life, Many Worlds, My Journeys Through the Heavens and the Hells of Extraterrestrial Worlds and uh, all the sightings uh, in here. And all the pictures are there too. Yes. It's a lot of color picture. I have under my encounter and my family and what I did in my musical things and my lecture. This is a UFO convention, MUFON, and they contacted me. So um, the painting and newspaper, all kind of things, they, they start in here. Where can you get your book? Uh, no, Amazon. Amazon. Yes. Okay. What about your paintings? Can you show us a few of your paintings? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, those are angels because of Christmas time. They wanted me to paint many angels. Mm-hmm. And uh, so those are small paintings. Can you see? It's hard. I can't see. I, the best one I can see is the angel behind you. That one, yes. I can see everything. Okay. So maybe so you now- can put them up there. So this one is another world, golden world. I visited, and um, those are also the angel and uh, another angel because of Christmas time they want to have uh, angels. And uh, those are this one is the universe near this experience. Are all these paintings on your website? Uh, this one is another world. I saw this kind of color. So this fascinated me, so I wanted to become a painter. And those are some another world. Mm-hmm. Are these another world paintings, paintings of the worlds that you visited? Yes. Those are something like this. You know, we can never paint on the canvas because everything was shining and it's not this is one one dimension, but there is a probably the visited I visited maybe more than fourth dimension. It's a very very different because I did not walk on the ground. I was up in the air, mm-hmm. and the everything is emanated light and transparent. But at least I must I'm try to create. The color with I said I saw it, so that's why in art business I was called I'm called colorist because I use color very differently, and that made me because my painting had all kind of yeah um, the lot of newspaper lot about my paintings and all kind of things, but um, because the the color does not exist in this world. I try to manifest as much as I can. So that's my passion because so we all, especially nowadays, the world is so dangerous and we don't know when our life is end. And we must do as much as we can to graduate the human life mm-hmm. to the better, better world. Right. So that's my mission. So to have to do the high vibration work, right? To people get aware there is another world which is much much higher than Earth exists, and up or up to us if we could go there. So that I want to convey my mes- message. So that is the reason I bought. I wrote my book. All right, your website again is julioka.com, and that's J-U-L-I-E-O-K-A-H.com. 
Yes. And also on your website, we can see some of your violin performances as well, correct? Yes. And so we can see your paintings, we can see your book, we can see you playing the violin, and we can probably read a little bit about your story, right? Yes. Okay. Just a little bit. If somebody wants to ask you questions, yes. how are you okay with that? And if so, how can they ask you questions from your website or are you on Facebook or what? I am in the Facebook. Okay. And that's under uh, Juliana Oka? Yes, in the name you can find. Okay, they can ask you questions directly there? Yes, yes, I would love to. Okay, well, before we finish up, can you yes. give us one last positive message? Be aware, because many people think we're supposed to live on Earth, but it is not. Just only this is part of a small, tiny bit of university. So we should open our mind. Universe is so huge. And up to us how we live in this world. So that is the most important for me and should be important for, I think, everybody because we all die. So it's good to know there is a higher power is want to help us and want to become aware of this thing. So this is uh, changed my life because the area encounter opened up my eyes to the universe. Mm. And uh, many people many people lived as non-human. And now we happen to be a human. But how to graduate, how to exceed human realm to higher stage of life. That I want to tell people. Well, thank you for that message. And Juliana, thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you very much for inviting me. I wish so you the best. Thank you. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.